You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the fourth Sunday after Pentecost, June 20th, 2021, by the Reverend Steve Best, Associate for Couples and Family Life at St. Thomas. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. When evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go across to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. Other boats were with him as well. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and then there was dead calm, and Jesus said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The Gospel of the Lord. So many storms begin as a single, almost imperceptible, single white cloud in a wide open blue sky. This is how my Father's Day story is going to begin. Lake Curlew, anyone know where Lake Curlew is? Well, it's near Republic, and most people until the last uh, governor's election didn't know where Republic was. Ten miles away from the Canadian border in the northeastern Washington. Some say it's another state, but I know it to be part of Washington. Now, if you don't know where this is, that's okay. Don't worry. You probably wouldn't unless you love fishing. The Seven Mile Lake, four small islands, serene, beautiful. It's a place that you want to go to even if you don't know how to fish. It was late afternoon, and the fishing was beginning to pick up, and my father and I had lost track of time in our enthusiasm for catching more fish. Yes, there was a single white cloud, and then there was two, and then there's four, and then they started to darken. But you know, if you're fishing, the action is not in the sky, it's in the water. And so, free from those normal distractions and those wonderful moments that fathers and sons and Fathers and daughters can, can have on the boating trips, away from all the things that would distract you. There is no technology up there, by the way. A place to receive fatherly advice and to give it, and then to start reeling in those beautiful, glorious rainbow trout. Much to our delight, the fishing was red hot, but the weather was not, and then Here we were in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of a lake, in a 12-foot aluminum aluminum boat with thunder and lightning, 
starting to crash around us. I think I was 14 years old and, well, let's put it this way, I thought I knew a lot. So I said, Dad, well, you know, it's starting to get bad weather out here and, uh, well, you know, we could protect ourselves from electrocution if, well, we have insulated red, I mean, rubber boots and, and we have bo bo <laughs> bow cushions. <laughs> And my father's face revealed its subtle grin. No, son, I don't think that is going to help us much. We are now living by pure faith. And just in a few moments, the storm miraculously stopped. And for some unexplainable reason, the fishing picked up even more dramatically. Well, I'll stop there because it'll start sounding like another famous parable of Jesus's. You know, the one like, wait, there's no fishing out here, just go to the other side and, you know, all the nets. But it, it reminded, my, my father and I had talked over that story over many years, and we had faced a lot of things together, uh, mistakes, mostly mine, I think, and blunders. And we were reminded that God is always there in the most challenging of times and does promise to help us reach the other side, whatever the other side happens to be. And so this Father's Day, I send a special message of love to all you fathers out there who are trying to engage in the spiritual journey known as fatherhood. And honorable mention goes to all the mothers who tolerate our recklessness and our poor judgment, and to our children who love us even when it's clear that we don't know what we're doing and that we're making it up as we go along. It was only after I became a father myself that I realized the beauty and the consistent divinity that's within any human relationship, but particularly between a parent and a child. There's something about the assurance of love, even in the midst of the making the mistakes, but also that constant um, presence of calmness and celebration. All of this beauty of the face of love. We can talk about love in the abstract day and night, but it's the face of love that keeps us centered and sane. This last Sunday, we had a beautiful experience here at St. Thomas, and I just can't, I don't want to move on to the whatever the next liturgical Sunday readings are. I, I thought it was so beautiful, the confirmation, the reaffirmation, the reception into um, our communion that occurred. And notice that it was intergenerational, that there was something beautiful in the way the faces of people lit up. Even though they were masked, you could see in the eyes that people were alive. And this is the kind of mission that St. Thomas has been about for so many years, and something that got threatened during the COVID uh, experience where we lost the ability to touch. And even though most of us don't have a bishop's crook that we can knight people. We do have the power of this beautiful face of love that's going to be revealed. And I'm with um, Lex. You know, we can hardly wait until the full face can be revealed and the 30th needs to be on the prayers of the people. This is why we're here, to bring the face of God into our lives, whatever shape or form that takes. And many people have families in which things are not going well. Maybe there isn't a mother or a father, or maybe if they are, they're so busy working and trying to keep ends meet that they can't be fully 
emotionally present. We have a job to do in our church. We say we're the family of God, and we are constantly reminded that we need to be the family of God. Now, Jesus didn't purport to be the father of his disciples, but he was definitely their leader and teacher, mentor, and eventually the savior. And I think what's so fascinating about this whole chapter in Mark is that, okay, Jesus is um, preaching uh, to the multitudes and then finally gets in a boat, you know, say, I got to get out of here a little bit. I got to get some distance. So they got him on a boat, but that boat had to go someplace. And the other place was the other side. And we know from the um, study of that area that the other side was a side that was strange. It would have been very strange to these disciples. It was a um, non-Jewish area, a Gentile area, and it was full of <laughs> encounters. So you might say that Jesus said, okay, I'm a, there's going to be a field trip here, and we're going to get outside of our comfort zones, and we're going to go someplace, well, in this day and age, no parent in their right mind would sign a permission slip for, because the first stop on the other side is they meet someone who's possessed by a demon, and many demons. So here it is, this, this idea that God is moving us somewhere and that this face of calmness, this, this beautiful face of love is guiding. Even when we feel like, God, you need to do something, you need to make something happen, there's something about the boat being propelled by an energy that we can't name by fixing things or um, making some kind of a strategy around. It's something that has to do with a faith, a pure faith, as my dad would say, uh, at Lake Curlew. It's very interesting, the archaeological work that's been done in the area. It's very likely that the boat that they were on was 27 feet long and 8 feet wide, according to some of the digs. That sounds pretty impressive, right? Like, okay, that's not so bad. But there, <laughs> it was only 4 feet high. 4 feet high from the water. Because they wanted to be able to get the nets, the fishing nets, back and forth into the water four feet. So you can imagine these waves crashing in. So there's a re reality to our fears. I mean, I'm not saying like we shouldn't have any fears. That to me is fakey faith. I mean, that's not what we're trying to say in this, in this, um, this study. But what I think is so powerful again is that Jesus, well, one, he doesn't panic, but he knew that there was something about the process of going to the uncharted territory, an unfamiliar land, meeting strangers, having different experiences that would require new insights and new skills. Our dear bishop was uh, very, uh, let's say, forceful in his homily about change. And do you remember what he had to say with change? It was mostly he was <laughs> trying to say, we're, it's not change itself that we start to get anxious about, it's the fear of being changed inside. And, and I, I'm pretty convinced that those disciples were changed inside and out after they got to the other side and then beyond. And so this day is a celebration of all the ways that God shows up, gives us the face of, of a loving God who is full of power and might, and that we have a chance to, as parents or any disciple of Christ, to acknowledge when we need to be forgiven, 
let's face it, none of us are perfect parents, none of us are perfect fathers or mothers or even disciples. But that, that calmness, that peace that Jesus was able to offer his disciples was not contingent on their behavior, whether they deserved it, whether they um, had something that they, uh, like, like they could push some buttons in, in Jesus and say, well, you, you give this this because we need this. And, you know, it wasn't about that. It was about this unconditional love that we keep bumping into, right, in our lives and scripture. So today I remind all of us that we are here to cross to the other side. Um, Lex has been called a father, but Lex, if you're not old enough or wise enough to be the perfect father, which remember that the bishop's, the bishop's um, prayer was forgiveness, a time for all of us to recognize that we have a role to play. And even though Lex and Zani will be transitioning to another place, and there will be a few strangers that we'll encounter, mainly within ourselves, we are here to offer hospitality, to listen, to learn, to even swim against the currents of our society, but most importantly, to be guided by a God of great power and might and love. Let's go to the other side. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.